What's up, everybody? Another episode of Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars in the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. How is everybody doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Man, I'm like a beautiful day outside. We had the nice. doors open. Was. Uh, you know, can't can't complain for springtime is, you know, right around the corner. Trees will be screwing soon and all their pollen shit be all over everybody's car. That'd so, be awesome. you know, it, it's right around the corner. But baseball season is uh, around the corner, too. Yep, looking forward to that. I was uh, thinking about uh, getting out in the uh, in the beer garden mm-hmm. at uh, Travelers Games and looking forward to that. Yep, yeah, that's, that's coming up soon. But until then, you are still stuck with us. And uh, tonight we are smoking the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number one uh, Maduro. Um, I really like the scar. Uh, we're doing the Churchill, which is the number one size. Um, really like this one. Um, yeah, I haven't had this in a minute, but I've been saving it because I knew we we're doing it for this show. Yeah. I, uh, I've smoked a lot of these. Um, they tend to explode on me. I'm just going to warn you. So, <laughs> so wear a smock. Um, and this one is crooked. <laughs> you do. You, you had a crooked dick. <laughs> I do. On that one. I do. Um, but, uh, so far it's starting nice. Yeah. Uh, I do like this cigar. Yeah. I've smoked a ton yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, a problem with the, with them, uh, uh coming, uh, exploding on me. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, but I really enjoy the flavor profile of these. These are nice smokes. Yep. And tonight we're drinking not our normal stone's throw, um, because boo. I got something, yeah, I know boo. Um, but I got something that is blowing up pretty hot in Arkansas, uh, which I've never heard of until just a couple of days ago, but it's a left hand brewing. Um, I'm drinking the peanut butter milk stout and you're doing, uh, Moscow mule, Moscow Al. mule. Al. These are the people who did the, for a, while, a couple of years ago, had the double chocolate milk thing, right? They had some fancy one a couple of years ago. I, I don't, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never heard of them. I've never had them. So we're, uh, I'm just, yeah. you know, giving it a try and, uh, I figured, you know, having a nice Maduro, might as well go with a milk stout, and sure. you're going ginger. I am going ginger. <laughs> hey, I mean, like me, people go ginger like me. Yeah, all, now you're me just, now I'm going to have to take a nap. <laughs> going to have to just blank my mind for a while. Yep. But tonight, we're going to have a fun little conversation. We next are. to uh, cigars, next to baseball, which we have a, sh- a same commonality. We do. Music is our next big thing. It is. Although, unlike those two, um, we do we share our love for music, although we don't share the same same love yeah. of the same music. Yeah, same genre, no. But but we do share music, and we, we've had a lot of conversations about music. We share our love yeah. for live music in particular, yep. um, and we do share music. And so we were going to talk about that tonight. Um, uh, this, is, this is one of those that I hope there'll be a lot of interaction. I'm definitely interested to hear. Yeah. One of is people who know me up here uh, know if you sit with me for 30 minutes, we're going to, I'm going to find a way to get it around to talking <laughs> about music. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, what you like, what I like. And we're going to, we're going to have a, a long conversation about those different things. We were, I was sitting in here last night, a guy driving across the country and we were, we were, we were talking about, uh, his love for music, my love for music, Dougie Fresh's love for music, and we were playing the five albums you had on a Desert Island game uh, and, and yep. enjoying that great, greatly. So we were just talking about all the different things. So Yep, yeah, which we're, which we're going we're gonna to do that as well. Yep. Um, so pretty much the standards of what we're going to talk about is our, uh, our three favorite albums, our favorite concert we've ever been to, yep. 
a concert we wish we could have seen that, but we never could or will. Yep. And then we're going to give our 20 most favorite songs to listen to while we smoke cigars. And we're actually going to produce that and put it on Spotify, a little uh, like an album so everybody can download and listen to it and you can hear what we listen to. And uh, was there anything else? I think that was... Uh, I think that was it. I think that was it, yeah. Okay. So just a, a big... We're going to geek out on some music and like yep. you said, different different genres and maybe something will kind of cross. Probably not though, but... Uh, unlikely. Yeah, unlikely, but... Uh, so what is it that you like about music? I know what I like about music. What is it... What's important to you about music? I mean... <sighs> So I'm not musically inclined. I I come from a family of jazz singers. My mom's a jazz was you know has a kind of like a deeper voice for a female works well for jazz. My dad was the number one baritone um, on his navy ship. Nice. Um, so I and I actually do. I, I I I grew up singing. I grew up in a singing household. I grew up in a musical household. Um, right. I love singing. I just don't do it anymore. I was in. I've been in bands and concerts and stuff like that. But I've always wanted to learn to play an instrument, but I never have. That's my like my one regret in high school is parents not, you know, pushing pushing me to to play uh, play in the band. You know, if I I wouldn't want to play in the band. I, w- I would have wanted to play in the orchestra. Cello is what I would have wanted to play. Um, so you know, if I do have a kid, I'm going to push that on there and like you know be like yeah i know the cello isn't like the the most sexiest instrument out there for a teenager or whatever but i I would be like but once you get in college and you and those girls find out that you can play the cello or or violin or something they're gonna be throwing themselves at you yeah so i i I wish i did that but you know my brother played trombone and in school and but that music is just, I, you know, being a carpenter, I have my headphones in all day long. Right. Um, all day long, it's on Spotify. Um, you know, when I'm driving, it's on. When I take a shower, my phone is in the shower playing music. I mean, if the only time I'm not listening to music is when I'm sleeping. But even then, like, I go to sleep with my headphones in. Wow. So it's it's really, I mean, when I'm, like, with Mo or we're at a movie or when we're together, you know, I'm not listening to it, but I'd say I have 24 hours out of a day, at least 16 of it. There's something going on wow. in my head. Yeah. When Except I'm up here. Yeah. yeah. Or you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. Which I, 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 I mean, I throw that into the the music category, but sure. um, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's everything about it. It's just, sure. I, I love. Sure. What about you? So to me, <clears throat> it's, it's about uh, a couple things. First of all, uh, I like it's emotional to mm-hmm. me. The the way music, uh, to me, it's about it describes things. It's uh, to me, music touches your heart and your your head in ways that literature can in different ways, but uh, music does to me. And you'll see in my selections, um, you know, I enjoy uh, a ton of different music, and I I don't have rap songs on here, but. Yeah. I'm in, I'm older, so I have I remember you know the Beastie Boys and all that stuff yeah, yeah. was grooving on Will Smith um, before you guys <laughs> you were born, um, but I remember parents just don't understand I mean. right, and, and so I remember all that stuff. But the stuff that strikes me, the stuff that drives me to music, is the stuff that um, strikes an emotion with me and really um, resonates uh, with my heart or or with my head. Um, so you'll see that in my description of my songs and in. Yeah. in in the albums that I have, I love, uh, <clears throat> I love upbeat stuff. 
yeah. uh, meaning uh, positive messages, but also some of the downbeat stuff. I'm a country music guy, so you yeah. know it's it's kind of hard to avoid stuff that's sad. Yeah. But to me, um, uh, you know, some of that is is important as well. So no, the musical. I mean, the the emotional aspect plays into it as well. You know, I listen to a lot more heavier stuff, a lot more metal or post-hardcore or hardcore or punk or whatever. But just right. because it's a more faster, upbeat, um, you know, tone doesn't mean the emotion and the and the raw emotion and the, the message or whatever yeah. isn't there. You know, a lot of the stuff, it might be, you know, just uh, lifestyle stuff or political or yeah. whatever. I mean, that stuff resonates in that yeah. type of music that I that I listen to yeah. a lot. And, you know, like Rage Against the Machine, you know, yeah. that's... It's some heavy, hard stuff, but it, the message the message that. behind it, you yeah. know, it's what was, you know, it, it was what was needed, arguably, then, or you know, you right. know, just that the way to get that across, you know, yeah. with, with with Zach De La Rocha, you know, just everything that comes from his, you know, his pen to the paper to his to to the lyrics. I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, he's a lyricist, but in that time period, yeah, it was the the message that needed to be sp- spread. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, the funny part is you'll, you'll see some of those heavy, heavy guys. I love the storytelling of Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, uh, some of those heavier bands um, don't get credit for a lot of their, uh, I mean, Zeppelin in particular, yeah. a lot of the elaborate uh, storytelling that they went through. Um, and, and those don't necessarily touch your heart. Those touch your head. I mean, they're, they're, um, they're very beautiful um, and expansive uh, songs, but... Yeah, we're going to get into a lot of that. I, I um, a lot of the new stuff where I can't tell the heavy, heavy stuff <laughs> that I can't tell what's being said. Yeah, I'm lost. And and to be honest with you, um, Ozzy Osbourne, who I can't when he speaks, I can't tell a single word he says. When he sings, I enjoy. Yeah, because yeah. I understand what he sings. Maybe that's Edge Ogeron's problem. He needs to sing more. <laughs> um, which is a joke that only plays in Louisiana and Arkansas, yeah, I know, yeah. but um, uh, he's a coach of LSU, but uh, and you can't understand what he sings, says. But uh, I, I really, I, I think that it's both the the words and the music, and I, I enjoy all that. I, I don't, I don't particularly. I've jokingly said on this podcast, and I, and I've said in here, I, I just what I like is what I like. So yeah, yeah. I, I jump all over the place. My stuff's going to primarily skew a certain way, and yeah. your stuff's going to skew a certain way, but we'll yeah. go through that. Well, before we get to the music, let's touch on the cigars real quick. We just lit them up. Um, you know, it's it's a nice medium to three-quarter body. Yeah. It's a Maduro, but it's not really super strong. Nope. Um, it, it's, it's, it's darker in color, but it's not going to like just wreck your palate. You know, I've been smoking yeah. stronger stuff all throughout the day and this one, you still taste the nice flavor yeah. and everything from it. Um, this nice- is, this is one of the things I like in a Maduro, which isn't yeah. too strong. The, the super strong Maduro sometimes will do put me off a little bit, but, um, this has a nice richness, mm-hmm. which I ascribe to a lot of Maduros and this is nice. This has been around since I think, um, Doug was born and, um, it is. A, it's. It's a consistent. It's been a consistent cigar. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, you know, with this Maduro, like it doesn't grab you by the balls. I kind of put this one in the same category as the Julius Caesar, where yeah. it's a. It's a fuller body, but it's yeah. not. You know, it's not super robust. It's robust, but with smooth. It's not you know, choke you out kind of. But uh, yeah, we just started these up, so uh, we'll get to these uh, shortly. But uh, 
Where do you want to start? You want to start uh, favorite albums or sure. concert you couldn't see? Or no, let's, let's go, start, we'll go albums. Let's go with albums. Okay. So the first one is um, going to be a huge surprise for everybody who knows me. <laughs> um, but this this album is meaningful for a couple reasons, and I'm going to give a little bit of detail, and, and I'll go in less detail on the next two. But Eric Church dropped an album a couple years ago called Mr. Misunderstood. And just one day, he released it to his fan club, of which I'm unsurprisingly a member of. And he yeah, so sent the church choir. The church choir, okay. that is correct. And I'm learning. Uh, you're learning. And he just sent them out because that's what he does. He gives yeah. a, he, when he releases a new album, he just sends it out to the church choir. Um, and it has, um, it's just top to bottom, my favorite songs. But it has, um, it has a lot of my songs on it. Yeah. Um, it has uh, just just three or four of my favorite Eric Church songs on it. It is to me. I know Chief is his uh, world acclaim album, but to me, it has the deep cuts. It has a man yeah. who's going to die young. It's going to have the the uh, the songs that I love. Um, so that's my number one. It is to me his songwriter album because um, it, it just. It's where he really grew up as a songwriter and wrote songs about being an adult male, yeah. which is what I like about a lot of the country guys. So they have some songs about tailgates. I, I, that's wrong. They have a shit ton of songs about <laughs> sitting on a tailgate and all that stuff. And listen, if you pair that with a nice melody and I have a beer in my hand, yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. But the fact is the songs that matter to me are the ones <clears throat> that are about um, – being uh, alive as an adult that I can relate to. And there's about five songs in there, uh, including my favorite one, which we'll cover later. Yeah. But, um, so that's my number one. It's not even close. It's the, it's the album I go to when I need to pick me up. Yeah. It's the album. It's yeah. number one. Uh, it came out. I was in love with it, uh, after the first read, listened through and went, Holy shit. There's about three songs on here. that are going to be number one hits. And they're not even the best songs on that album. So <laughs> that's the definition of a great album. I'm a fanboy. I get it. Um, so that's number one for me. So mine, um, it's it's a band called Bayside. They're from Bayside, New York. Okay, that's clever. And the album name, self-titled. It's Bayside. Okay, so Bayside, <laughs> so, Bayside, Bayside. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, Why do you like that album? So it is the... It First is, of all, what kind of music are they? For those of us who are uneducated, it's a uh, punk, um, kind of a punk rock, but not like pop stuff, but like New York style punk. So um, like the, the New York Dolls punk, or like no, it's just. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it. it, it they, they're this album, this one came out in oh three oh four, okay. something like that. Um, so it's not like like gutter punk it's not like iggy pop or ramones that style in new sure. york it's just more like a, a rock album but there's so this album here um i think what resonated with me was it's the original lineup after this album uh came out they were on tour and i think it was uh, october november of around oh three or oh four um you know, they're a smaller band, so they had like a small bus tour or small van pulling around. Um, they hit an ice patch and they flipped the van. Ooh. Um, the bass player broke his back. Uh, the drummer, Beats, he actually died. Um, so this is the only album that Beats was, is, on. Was, was on this album. And 
So this is when they were with Victory Records, and it's a and Victory is a is an independent, uh, you know, hardcore punk album or uh, record label, and uh, so they, I, I got some shirt or something that came with like a sample disc of sample songs, and this was on it, and it was their music video, and I just I don't know I love the sound, and then reading up about you know what happened to them and everything, wow. and I just. Every song on that, it, that's one of those albums where you don't skip a song. Yeah. It has it has a slow kind of melody, uh, you know, acoustic song in the middle called "Don't Don't Call Me Peanut," and it's like it's weird how it just kind of it doesn't belong, but it belongs at the same time. Sure, but then you know, just you can hear, you know, beat beats kind of brought his own style to their drumming and then you know they they're still around they just released their like seventh or eighth album uh, a couple months ago um but that one just that one just kind of stood out the best to me it has my my favorite song my all-time favorite song is on that one is on that album but uh yeah so bayside by bayside is uh nice. is my favorite album so I'm a, um, that's interesting. That's a, that's a good one. I, I love the backstory on that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, um, uh, you know, the funny part is, is I was thinking through my 20, I was thinking about Genesis and we yeah. were talking last night and I said, somebody said, yeah, Genesis is getting back together, the original band. Mm-hmm. And I went, uh, I heard that, but it's not the original band. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And they said, yeah. And I know Phil Collins isn't playing the drums. He's singing. And I said, no, the original Genesis was actually Peter Gabriel on the drums. Yeah, yeah. And that that original sound, that first album that a band makes, where they've been on the road and they've really crafted those songs. Yeah. You know, the funny part is they were talking about Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath with the 50th yeah. uh, release, 50-year release of that. They said they went in and recorded that in 12 hours, and the guitar player was pissed that it took 12 hours <laughs> because they've been playing those songs for four and a half years, and they go, we don't need 12 hours for this, right? You, yeah. you craft those that first... First album is I don't want to say the easiest to make because in some ways it's the hardest because you got yeah. to talk somebody into making it. Yeah, but it's that that's you got that knife really honed. Yeah. yeah, by the time you're in the studio, so that's a great that's a great choice. Yeah. So what's uh what's your number two? So I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Zeppelin, and I, okay. I don't know what to call the fourth album. I always call it the fourth album. I know some people call it Zoja, some people call yeah. it Sticks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I, it's mine. I don't have Zeppelin on my playlist just to let everyone know to yeah. disappoint them. I consider Zeppelin the greatest rock band of all times mm-hmm. because um, the artistry and the songwriting, a lot like the reason I like Rush a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's just they're the package, right? They have all of that. They have the big lead singer, they have the great guitar player, the, the bass. And, and the drum set, you know, the, the backbone is, is solid. Yeah. Um, that album to me, with the exception of Stairway to Heaven, which I just I'm kind of blonde, is mm-hmm. just so great. Um, and <laughs> so I'm the one guy who doesn't like their hit off the album. <laughs> but the rest of it, it's an okay song. I just, yeah. I mean, I've heard it so many damn times yeah. that I'm just kind of over it. Um, to me, it is the, um, I could have picked any of the first four, yeah. right? You just, yeah. You know, so maybe pick the greatest hits, but um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. going to pick the, that's, that, that's the, cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> I may do that on the third one, um, uh, but uh, but that is um, that album is amazing. Just it's just top to bottom solid, yeah. with exceptions to what happened, yeah. which, like I said, yeah. so that's my second one. Yep. Yeah. 
So my second, uh, I'm going to go, uh, surprise, surprise, it's Dance Gavin Dance. <laughs> I'm stunned. I thought you were going to go with Travis Strick. <laughs> no. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance, uh, this one came out in uh, 15, I believe. It's instant gratification. Okay. Um, had, Why that? Because I know you're a huge fan. So this, there's one song in particular that, there's two, actually, I mean, there's a bunch that stand out, but there's there's one that really stood out to me, and I actually got a tattoo. Um with the with the name of this song on me it's called death of a strawberry so i got a <laughs> so it's so it, i know it's, you've told me this before it, and i laugh every day it, go, it goes all the way back to their first album where they just had one song was called like strawberry swisher and then it just kind of about strawberry swisher cigars yeah but you know the the stuff you fill it with and oh. and so this one was called Death of a Strawberry, and it just—it's kind of a slower song, but still okay. a post-hardcore song. But I—I I, I really love that one. So I got a tattoo okay. of a strawberry being stabbed with a dagger, and I don't know—it's on my leg. If Aaron Shuttleworth, you always uh, your complexity yeah. always amazes yeah. me. But they have—they have one song on there called "Stroke God Millionaire," and it has my all-time favorite lyric of any other stuff, it, and it goes like. Uh, you 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 might have just seen me coming, but I've had my on you my eye on you for miles. Like that's just that's great. Like, it's one of those things. Like you know, you know when you're courting a girl or whatever, and you know you've you know you got a major crush or somebody, right. and you know, like and they finally click and they see you, but you're like, yeah, I've had. I've been you know, working. I've, I mean, been working this for a while. Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been, I've been in this scenario. So that when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, like that. That's great it just one. it kind of sent me back to a different yep. time, and Absolutely. I just really like that one. And the whole album, it's just Tillian, which everybody like Steve just always gave me a hard time his name. Yep. But I mean, the 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 guitar work on it um, is amazing. The lead guitarist is his name is Will Swan. Um, he the what he does with a guitar, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, he just he can make that thing sing. Yeah. I mean, it, he does sweeps. He does you know, uh, you know, playing the fret on it. Just it's yeah. amazing what he can do and just everything about it. I know we've we've you played a couple times. Yeah, it's, uh, some uh, stuff back here. The guitar work is solid. Yeah, I mean it is, and whether you like a specific genre of music, when you see somebody who's a good mm-hmm. guitar player, because yeah. I I love guitar playing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people say acoustic guitar playing doesn't count. And I say any guitar, if you can play a guitar at any level of that, mm-hmm. at, a, at a very high level, I'm going to sit and just go. Well, yeah. There, like, there you go. Like when we get into like our favorite songs, there's a, a one song I hear where the play, the guitar player plays a uh, like a, a nine string guitar. Wow. I mean, six is already hard enough. And you throw three more on top mm-hmm. of it. Oh man, it just changes everything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, Jimmy Page with the double neck, and, and mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with the guy from Cheap Trick, he would yep. always do that. You just go there. If you're really, really good at that, and yeah. I'm a, a Joe Bonamassa fan, and, yeah. and you're going to see a couple songs. I have guitar players on my list as well, yeah. um, and uh, I just it's one of those things. It's easy to get sort of entranced to watch them play live. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so that's two. That's a so the third one. one's the hardest one for me because uh-huh. those two were uh, gimmies, as, uh-huh. I, as I as as I use a golf reference. Uh, I was definitely thinking the band, the live album with their uh, the last waltz. Um, I'm a huge the band fan, yeah. um, and and that that certainly is one of those. Um, I was reminded over the weekend about the greatest hits, which is a cheapie from um, the Eagles. Um, 71 to 75, which is the greatest, uh, the uh, sold the most albums of any rock album ever. 
31.5 million pressings, yeah. something like that. Um, and, and I'll, but I'm probably going to go with the band, the last waltz. And here's why I, I think, um, first of all, it was a time of innocence, uh, when bands were great and meaning they were, um, they were bigger than life. And that movie by Martin Scorsese, yeah. I believe, um, where all those, you know, great musicians came in. I'm a, you know, if you're going to list my top three bands, yeah. they're going to, you know, it's going to be Eric Church, it's going to be Zeppelin, it's going to be the band. And I just think, um, I just think that album is, uh, is amazing. It's not necessarily the highest musical quality. It's not, you mm -hmm. know, um, but when you talk about B.B. King being on that and yeah. Carol King and yeah. all those people coming in and singing all those amazing songs that the yeah. band played, um, I think that's, that's number three for me. Yeah. I kind of had the same way with you. I didn't know. This was kind of like fantasy football. You know, you have it on there, you take it off. You have something else on yeah, there, you take it off. You're, 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 you're tinkering a little bit. So finally, I had to like, I had to finally make it, put it down, walk away. Yeah. And it is what it is. So with number three, I'm going with something that a lot of people wouldn't really expect. Um, I love metal. I love hardcore. That stuff, all that kind of stuff. Helen Ready? No. Okay. Um, but jazz is my favorite music. Cool. I love jazz. So what, I'm going to be surprised. So the best, the number one selling jazz album of all, all time, arguably, which I'm not even going to argue about it. I'm going to say it's the best jazz album ever produced. Okay. Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. Um, it was, it was made in 56, yeah, but you it's, you don't have to explain this album to me. I have this album. But it's who is on it. The people who are on that damn yeah. album, John Coltrane, yeah. Bill Evans on piano. I yeah. mean, John Coltrane on sax. And then you have Miles Davis on trumpet, of course. Bill Evans, my favorite jazz, my jazz, uh, player, uh, Paul Chambers on, uh, drums. Yeah. Cannonball on bass. I mean, it is just the absolute best jazz album out there. It is the number one yeah. selling album. I'm still looking for an original pressing uh, on a. How much do you figure that's going to be worth? Five hundred, seven hundred fifty bucks. I, I see it. I've seen it around anywhere between five to seven fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's got an original pressing. Original pressing. Yeah. I mean, I've, that's I've, a great choice. I've got, I've uh, got, you know, the re-release and stuff yeah. like that. But I want that I original. Thought you were going to go with some of his later stuff, and I was going to be a little disappointed. No, no. no kind of blue is the no, kind of blue I mean, is a great choice. The quintessential jazz, uh, jazz album. I mean, so, it's just uh, the, every song on there. You got. Uh, um, so you're a jazz guy and not a blues guy. I'm a jazz guy. I'm not, I'm not a blues guy. It's just okay. Uh, I, no, it's a great choice. I, I did not. You know, I know we had talked about some of the other stuff that you're mm -hmm. lo-fi and all that stuff. I know yeah. you're more musically complex as well as I am. Um, and I, we share jazz. So you mm -hmm. know, some Friday night when we're back here, we should um, we should play a little jazz game and, and and walk through that. I'm sure the other people will be bored out of their minds, but they can uh, <laughs> they can leave. Yeah, don't care. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, one of the things I did on my 21st birthday is we went to a jazz club first and we downtown Chicago had some great jazz clubs and, uh, it was a lot of fun to go down there and hear just local jazz musicians play. Um, it was a lot of fun. So, so we'll have to, we'll have to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, uh, I'm totally down with yeah, that. I'm, I'm a big blues guy too. So, uh, I, I just I, haven't been, I mean, I guess because I haven't found the right type of blues and mm -hmm. honestly it's, it, Blues kind of sounds all the same to me. I, I, so you I, haven't had the I respect it, but then it's just kind of they all end on the same kind of note. So there's just, there's a bunch of the stuff um, that is is very um, 
uh, I don't know what to call it. It's very rote or it's very um, scripted. Yeah. But there's a lot of that stuff that is not. And uh, you just have to know where to look. Okay. Um, and there's some really great jazz or blues stuff that is um, very inventive and very creative. You have to get a lot of the mainstream stuff is very similar. But you are know. you like are you like more Delta blues or? I enjoy some of the Delta. I okay. I like the um, is is traditional with me although i've picked a lot of mainstream music that for my top 20 uh, i like a lot of alt country i okay. like a lot of alt rock because yeah. that's what i grew up during um you know i didn't put any rem or any of that weird yeah. stuff on you know the uh, the original like old school u2 i was listening to old school u2 but i like some of the stuff that's kind of off the mm-hmm. main beaten path i'm uh, but i mean robert johnson is is dealt as they get and yeah. that, some of that stuff is just you know, with just the slide guitar and his voice, and it's just—I mean—that stuff's like yeah. just hardcore. And I think that's why I have such an appreciation and love for jazz, is because growing up in KC, you know, jazz is prominent there. It's a different style of jazz. Yeah, it it's is. It's almost—it almost caters more towards big band. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, growing up in KC, you have the corner of 18th and Vine. That's where a lot of old school yeah. jazz people would come. You know, cut their teeth. Yeah. Uh, Davis, Coltrane, all of them would come down there. So, eighteen the Vine has such a rich history of jazz, and yeah. you know KC in itself. In a you know, th- there's a, there's a joke with like a Hugh Laurie. He was saying you know like he, he was saying jazz is the greatest thing America has ever given the world, and I you know I would I would agree with that because I jazz wouldn't. is jazz is what you know it, it can it you know has its roots in. African culture or then, you know, everything else. But, you know, that true just jazz sound, a three, a, th- a three piece band, yeah. you know, piano, bass, uh, drum. I mean, that is Americana. I would argue that that would be blues and country. We could differ on that, but I would argue that that's blues and country coming out of the Delta and coming mm-hmm. through Chicago and Memphis, St. Louis. Um, but I also think that those those two types of musics are, or those three type of musics are intertwined a lot more than yeah. you would, than most people would traditionally think. Um, see, being right between Chicago and St. Louis, you're talking two of the big f- three or four blues cities in yeah. America, yeah. St. Louis and Chicago. Yeah. And when I lived up in Chicago, I mean, you, you know, BB King has a place downtown. There's a bunch of blues yeah. clubs and we'd go downtown all the time. And Blues Fest downtown Chicago was yeah. was was the happening place to be. It was right around the Fourth of July every year, and it was great. Saw a ton of those guys, you know, live uh, as a young man, yeah. and, and those were cool. And, and really, one of the reasons I got into live music was seeing those guys and the band shell down at the at the down on the river or down at the lakefront down at uh, Chicago because you you know you see what live music's all about yeah. and how. Yeah. Um, you know, think about it, you know, those guys sort of inspired Southern rock, that, that sort of jam band mentality. Cause the blues is, is a lot about just sort of, you know, that improvisational, yeah. which is yeah. also very big in jazz. jazz so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a great third album. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get to our concerts, let's, uh, touch on these cigars real quick. So like we said, uh, we're having the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number one Maduro, yeah. um, the, so talk me through the uh, wrapper, binder, and filler. I think the wrapper is a something that could be used as a wrapper. <laughs> the, I'm, uh, giving, I'm giving my co-host, uh, uh, partner, a hard time. You, you vamping? 
I am vamping. So the um, the ra- I, I'm getting cocoa, and that's all I'm getting. So, and do you want to take a shot at what the wrapper is? It's got to be um, Connecticut Broadleaf. Boom, Madura probably. It yeah. is a Connecticut Broadleaf uh, wrapper. Uh, the binder Connecticut Broadleaf as well, and the filler is Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan. So yeah, yeah you that cocoa. That's all I'm getting. That's yeah. That's like the it. mainstay. I love Connecticut Broadleaf. Yeah, I do yeah. too. And that's uh, you know, you. I'm proud of you, man. You got that. Boom! Look at that. You are a professional, a true, tried and true. You know, I'm a businessman, and <laughs> uh, I know this thing sold uh, well. Yeah, at the shop in Springfield. Um, and I know, uh, I believe this is sold by General, right? What it is. It is. On that? Yeah, it is General. And uh, I know that um, that. The, the, it was a nice price point on these. These aren't too pricey. What are they about? Uh, nine bucks. Yeah, now? it's like out the door tax wise. Here you're looking at you know, right at ten. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so you're going to get like a little bit of spice, a little bit of woodiness, cedar, um, but you get some creaminess to it. Also. I get creaminess yeah. and I get cocoa and I get none of the other things. Yeah. So, I get a little soy milk. <laughs> I so I I call I'm, out I'm, to my. Uh, my mentor Patty. <laughs> I am getting some milk out of this uh, peanut butter stout. I gotta say, it's uh, for the for the hype with Left Hand Brewing. It's uh, you know, it's like- Left Hand Brewing is the big is a big hops brewer out west. Okay, um, and I am for the record uh, missing Stone's Throw tonight. Yeah, no, I know. Um, we'll, we'll have them back next week. Okay, because they they brew beer that I like. Yeah, I'm drinking this beer because you bought it for me, but Stone's Throw is better. Yeah, I I, I 100% agree. And that's, I guess I'll have to make up for it when we, uh, more double, du- a double batch, d- du- double up. Yeah. 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 But now the, yeah, this cigar, um, it's really well, the construction on it is, is good. Yeah. It's definitely not oily. It's a, it's a, a it's a veiny wrapper. Yeah. Um, again, I, I guess Mine's still crooked, for still, the record. <laughs> but it's, but it's burning fine. It's burning. It's great. not, it's not yeah. burning. Like, I guess if you burn it straight, it'll, it'll even up, you know, that just, it's uh, burning crooked, but that's what it should do. <laughs> Yeah, but it's... Uh, but it's burning nice. It's no. burning nice and a lot of smoke, and it's very nice. Very creamy, cocoa-y. Yep. I like the band on it. It's, uh, you know, it, it's it's rich-looking band. It has nice cream and gold yeah. with some black hue they on it. They do classic. They're, they, yeah. they're classic. This is your grandpa cigar. This is, yeah. Yeah, plain and right. simple. I mean, it's a... If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of right. thing. This right. is tried and true. It's been yep. around yep. way before I was around, probably probably before you were around, and it's going to be around after we're gone. The so. real question, was it around before Doug was here? Uh, the, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, sun-wise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Love Dougie Fresh. I know. I, I, not, many time, not many people can actually you know poke at their uh, their their boss. Yeah, but that's true. I have a higher I up. can't. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Let's, um, what, what is this, uh, favorite concerts now? So, yeah, why uh, don't you start this? What's your favorite concert that you have seen? So I've been to hundreds and hundreds of concerts just like you. Um, I, I, surprisingly, I've never been to like an arena show. I've been to outside stuff, but never an arena. Wow. I love smaller venue to medium-sized venue. Yeah. Um, the biggest concert I've been to is Dave Matthews Band, which was amazing. Production-wise, it was so cool. Those How many are, people? 15,000. Okay. That's pretty um, big, but it wasn't, but I, I, I debated on putting that one on there, but it wasn't my favorite. So my favorite concert that I've ever been to, um, happened in little rock and it was, um, modest Yahoo. Okay. And three eleven. I was up front up against that gate 
the whole show, okay. just singing every song. This okay. was probably ten years ago, and I know I know every song that Three Eleven has produced. I they're one of my favorite. Three Eleven was the opener. Three no Three Eleven was the the, the headliner. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, it was a local band, and then Modest Yahoo and Three Eleven. Um, if I had to take a drug test the following day, I would have failed tremendously just because it got smoky up in there yeah. um i <laughs> everything been, was secondhand of course been, been a couple yeah a couple of those myself it was uh it, but it was just that was the first time i've ever seen them so seeing them for the first time after being a huge fan for 10 years and then getting up front right up against the gate um the guardrail or whatever having nick hexham right in front of me just it was I fanboyed out. It was it was cool. I mean, I was singing awesome. on the top of my lungs. I had such a great time. That that's my favorite nice. concert I've ever been to. Nice. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. I mean, the the funny part is I've had people uh, get weird. Um, I don't. I try not to sing down at the top of my lungs. But I, uh, when I go to an artist that I truly love. Now I've gone to see concerts of yeah. people that I just enjoy and uh, whatever. But um, the point is, like uh, with mine. Uh, my, I, I'm going to use one artist, two things, but they're tied. And the one was Eric Church in Las Vegas. Yeah. And the other was St. Louis. Okay. And the guy next to me saw me, you know, I'm singing. Not at the top of my lungs, but I'm singing, you know, whatever. And he's like looking at me. And the, um, that to me is what it's about. Yeah. You know, we, but we saw him in Nashville. And it, it was like 56,000 people singing along to every song. And it's crazy. Yeah. To hear you're at some deep cut and the whole crowd is singing along yeah. and it was um, it was crazy. We were there, Paul and I, and we saw Garrett Calhoun, who's, who was our Davidoff rep, and it was just a lot of fun. And uh, those were meaningful for a million reasons, which we've discussed and we're not going to get into, um, but th- those are my favorite ones. He puts on a lot of shows. It's amazing energy. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, those songs mean something to me. And um, in uh, the one in Las Vegas, we were on the side and we had really good view. Um, and in St. Louis, we were on the floor for two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. Both were awesome shows. I, I enjoyed those shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, my number one guy singing, you know, songs. Yep. And so that was for me. So what's the concert you'll never be able to see? So I debated on this because there, there's a ton of these, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the the number three album could have been uh, Johnny Cash uh, live at uh, Folsom, Folsom County, County yeah. Prison because that that's a meaningful album, yeah. right? And so Johnny Cash certainly could be on that list, or um, you know, the original ACDC, which yeah. is a pretty meaningful band. Um, but obviously, since I listed them as my number two album and not the greatest rock band ever, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Led Zeppelin on there. Yeah. My buddy Bill. Actually got to see uh, uh, had really good seats and got to see a half a song until Jimmy Page threw up and had to be taken off stage. <laughs> um, I think Zeppelin would be amazing. I, yeah. I think they're just talented, assuming they're sober. Yeah, I, I this is the one I debated back and forth, but I'm going to go with the one that I've said for years. Um, the band that I've always wanted to see live, which I never will be able to, not because they're some of them aren't even here anymore, but it's uh, Queen. Queen would be cool. I remember them at Live Aid. So that's what I want to see, like, Live Aid, that era of Freddie Mercury. You yeah, know, and he just, was something. Yeah, I mean, that, that just 
seeing his stage presence, yeah. seeing, I mean, the classic songs that he has. Yeah. I mean, that would have just been such an amazing, you know, band to see live because there's, there's, there's songs that you can sing and there's songs that you can watch. And he has a good, or they have a good mixture of both. Yeah. He is, there was a thing I heard him debating on the radio the other day, the greatest front men of all times. And, you know, you got some yeah. David Lee Roth and you have a, a bunch of those guys, right? Um, and obviously thinking rock is, is that's what they were discussing. Yeah. Um, and to me, there's, uh, people can argue. Um, but I, th- I believe uh, I will use the answer I gave back here the other night. I'll give you a second to reconsider. Because the answer is Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He was, he's got the, he's got an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had an amazing voice. The songs were performer songs. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were both the vocal allowed you to perform as a vocalist, but also yeah. as an artist. Yeah. And those songs were just big, powerful arena anthems. Mm-hmm. And you see, I remember Live Aid because I'm old enough. Mm-hmm. I would have been, <clears throat> I would have been 10, I think, when that happened. I mean, and I remember watching it on TV. Yeah. I remember it in college watching it. And it was a big deal. And I, re- but I mean, you think about Bono, who's who's great, mm-hmm. and all those things. I remember the Boomtown Rats and, because that was a band that I was into at the time. Because, like I said, I'm alt always. Yeah. Um, and 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 they have, uh, they had two or three songs I liked, and it was like, um, I don't even remember what the song exactly was. It was like uh, it, something about Mondays about. A mass shooting, ironically enough, where it says the reason this girl killed a bunch of people at McDonald's was because it was Monday, and but I loved the lead singer who was very was very clever in her his his um, his songwriting, Um, but it was such a powerful thing. I remember Farm Aid and some of that stuff going on, Neil Young and all that. But the answer of the greatest frontman ever is is. yeah, I mean, there's pretty much. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no other options for that. <laughs> to me, I just, I don't think there's any other options. Yep. There's some great other. I mean, David Lee Roth is. Yeah. Is is. is I, great. I mean, and even I mean, and I've seen him. I mean, Robert Plant. I mean, he's arguably in there too. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's too many, but you, you Freddie has to be, has to be the top. Yeah, I think so. So it's like I mean, we both li- like listening to a to volume on Sirius XM and just. Which, by the way, if you like listening to music, you geek out volume. If you get a chance to listen to it, yeah. you got to check it out. It's so cool. Like one of my favorite discussions that they ever had on there was the best reggae artist without the name Marley. Yeah, I mean it's just and you, and you go in so deep right. onto other stuff. Yeah, they were discussing the other day what other brand of music is so um, attributed to one guy, mm-hmm. right? And I saw Ziggy. I, I'm not, obviously, I'm, I'm not quite old enough to have seen Bob. Yeah. But uh, I saw Ziggy Marley at Illinois State back in the day. Um, and so, uh, you know, obviously, um, but if you think about reggae music, and I enjoy reggae music, and obviously yeah. you do as well, yeah. um, there, there, there's only one artist. You say reggae music, there's only one artist yeah, that comes it's, up. It's Bob. It's Bob. Yeah. Right. So. And you think of him as political. There was an interesting, because he uh, had an anniversary or birthday, mm-hmm. uh, a posthumous birthday the other day. And they said, let me remind you that he was not political. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. obviously there's a ton of people you could put on that concert. I'd love to hear people on this because, um, uh, you know, these, these are um, these are pretty big uh, categories. Uh, you know, like I said, if yeah. you've sat next to me at a cigar shop or you will in the future, um, 
be prepared for musical questions. And I will ask a ton of questions and, and we'll talk about that and uh, be prepared to hear about Eric church. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, I mean, because how many people can put on like uh, the grateful dead? Yeah. Come on there. I mean, I have seen them. Right. Well, that's why they're not on my list. Yeah. Saw them in, in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean. Are you a, a, are you a jam band guy? Are you a, I'm a jam wide, band. Wide, widespread panic fish uh, guy? I, uh, I'm widespread panic. Yeah. Um, definitely more, um, grateful dead, uh, fish. Um, I, I don't, which is weird because I don't, Sirius has the grateful dead channel. Yeah, I don't well, think I've ever listened to like a studio album of, yeah, of the, all dead. the live stuff. It's all the live stuff, which yeah. is every band. I mean, every song is different, even if it's the same one, every concert Yeah, because somebody will highlight something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a jam band guy. Cool. I, I, I like that. Sure. Why don't we get a little into our playlist here? Um, I don't know how you want to do this, and we probably um, should have pregame this a little better, but um, uh, we can go through a couple songs each, and then uh, yeah. How about you give a? So we have twenty each, so we're actually yeah. going to put this on Spotify, and it's sure. going to have its own thing. It's going to call. It's going to be called the Straight Cut Podcast List or Music something. It's going to be something out there. Sure. And it's going to be forty songs total, so it's going to be about two and a half hours, and we want it to be the length. Of a cigar, roughly a good size cigar. Yeah, it'll um, be why, varied. Why don't you give us uh, the first ten? I'll give you the ten. Then okay, I'm gonna give you a little. I'll go with the first ten. Okay. So I'm gonna start with Eric Church, a man who's gonna die young. I think we've talked about this song yeah. before. This is a very meaningful song to me. It's about a song about a guy who's found love later in his life and yeah. realizes how lucky he is to have found that. Um, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. Susan Tedeschi, Angel from Montgomery, to me, one of the great songs of all time. I am, um, I might be a little in love with Susan Tedeschi. She's, <laughs> um, she, her guitar playing is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Her voice is amazing. I'm a Tedeschi Trucks Band fan. Um, this song to me, it's live on the, uh, uh Live from Austin album. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it's also sugary. It's it's Angel from Montgomery slash sugary. Um, she is just amazing, um, uh, and I just I'm in love with her voice. She's just she's the package, and those two together have a song on Eric's album, Mister Misunderstood, called Mixed Drinks about feelings, um, and it's it's another song I love on that album. Just to pitch <laughs> that album again. Um, the third song I have is, um, I have to, I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, because he's a man in black. He's cool. He's fought addiction. He, he has the complicated life of a genius. Yeah. Um, and so I struggled because there's, you could, you could pick a billion songs here. Um, and I picked one he didn't write. Um, I picked Hurt. Yeah. Um, because, um, it's just powerful as hell. Yeah. Which, I mean, so that's from Trent Reznor. It's a Nine Inch Nails song. So after Trent, at first, Trent Reznor was kind of upset that it was going to be covered. Um, when Trent heard it, he was like, it's not my song anymore. Right. It's his, it's Johnny's song. Yeah. Yeah. And Trent was moved by that because uh-huh. I've heard him speak about that, that how, how good a job and how um, yeah. powerful that version was. Um, the next song I have on my list is Travis Tritt, It's a Great Day to Be Alive. I love that song. If I'm feeling down yeah. and that song comes on, yeah. I'm not feeling down anymore. Yeah. It's just an upbeat song. Um, an artist who I've loved um, for a while, who's starting to get some love uh, more commercially, um, alt country. You'll find that surprising. <laughs> um, Jason Isbell, uh, Cover Me Up, written for his wife. Um, there's a great story 
where they were writing songs. They were on opposite sides of the house, and he wrote it about her. Yeah, um, it's very powerful about the insecurities of love. Um, it's a great song um, off his southeastern album. Um, the band, you knew I'd have to have the band yeah. song. And I debated on this. We were talking about this earlier, and I could have picked uh, 15 songs here. Yeah. Debated the weight and all that. But uh, I love the song Ophelia. Um, it's not one of their most meaningful songs, um, but it is. Um, it's tight. Um, I believe Levon is the lead singer on this, uh, Arkansan. Um, I, I just love this song. Yeah. And when there's a ton of people who cover this song, and I love their versions of this song. I just yeah. love that song. Um, Jake Owen, who is one of my guys um, from Vegas, uh, Barefoot Blue Jean Knight, always makes me feel good. Uh, talked to several people recently, and they said, you know, I don't want down music. I want upbeat music. You yeah. like uh, upbeat country music? You know, Jake's your guy. Um, here's, here's one of my songs since I was a kid, which is Golden Earring Radar Love. I love the guitar <laughs> work on that. I love the song. Yeah. It's just one of those songs that uh, it's just always, I always stop on the radio when I hear it. Uh, I love listening to it. Um, Paul and I's song is uh, the next one, which is number nine, which is Darius Rucker's All Right, yeah. um, which is a song about just being kind of cool in a relationship yeah. and um, uh, being all right with what you have with your, your partner. Um, and then number 10, um, Doug and I were arguing last night about all the uh, classic rock stuff that he wanted me to put on my list. <laughs> no Kansas. Sorry, Doug. Yeah. Um, he's a big Kansas guy. But to me, I'm an old school Def Leppard guy. That's what I am rock-wise. Uh, I like ACD, ACDC. I like Metallica. I like all those. Yeah. But that <clears throat> On Through the Night album is my rock album of all time. Uh, other than you know that, that era, that 80s stuff. 70s late 70s and i'm going to use high and dry saturday night it takes me back in the moment i can remember going to my junior prom and yeah. hearing that as i was picking up my date yeah um i just love the guitar work on that album it's back when def leppard wasn't so polished and poppy i'm not being critical like i'm a music uh, guy um and and so i'm going to pick high and dry from def leppard saturday night well, so that's your First yeah. 10. First 10. We've got 10 more to go, but I'll give you my 10 right now. So the first one I have on here is uh, by Coheed and Cambria. It's Apollo 1, the riding rider. Um, it starts off slow, melodic, okay. and then it just picks up and just... Coheed and Cambria is just a... I love their albums because they, it's based off of his graphic novels that he creates. Okay. And so it's really just... Every album is, it's like a big story. And uh, this one is, I so think. what type of music is this? Is the, this post-hardcore? No, Queen Camry, it's more just like rock. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I have, uh, uh, the second one is a band called Thrice, called My Soul. Um, again, it's another, they they started out as a true kind of punk band. They've kind of carried over more to like radio rock but this one is it's one of their slower songs that they've ever done okay just the the sound the the lyrics i mean it just it just resonates really really good uh third one i have run the jewels just a good just rap group um it's a close your eyes and count to fuck um <laughs> has zach de la rocha as a guest on it i mean just nice. i mean that is 
just the gym song. When I'm at the gym or I'm getting ready, that it that's the one that that's going off. Um, another one is uh, the real the real McKenzies. It's a Scottish uh, Scottish punk band. Okay. Uh, their song called Chip. It's about a uh, it's about a guy on a ship coming over uh, in like the 1800s and just all the the trials that you know leaving leaving Ireland and coming over to nice. Canada at the time. So that is that uh, it's Irish music. Or well, it's it's Celtic. It's Celtic Celtic, Celtic punk. Yeah, okay. kind of stuff. Celtic punk. Yeah, like uh, Dropkick Murphys. Okay, and stuff sure. Like that. Yeah, so this one's the real McKenzie's, which is funny because I mean they're from they're not McKenzie's. They're, they're from well they're from they? Canada, which has a big Celtic population. Uh, Nova Scotia areas where they're it's where they're from. Okay. Um, another one is band I actually just fairly came into knowing uh, just within the past year, but it's a um, it's a, a Ukrainian prog metal band called ginger but spelled with a j and it has a female lead singer and she has the most wonderful singing voice and then it just switches out of nowhere to unleashing hell and it's the live version specifically you can find it on youtube i love watching videos of people reacting to that video because everybody's like oh yeah her voice is nice and the and the the then she starts screaming well yeah but just not like a bunch, but just enough. But like the band players, the way they play their instruments, it's just ridiculous how they how okay. they do it. It's uh, I'll, it I'll have to show you the video when we're done. Um, and then I have uh, Rage Against the Machine, Freedom. Um, this is from their first album. I mean, that alone. You're a big Rage guy. I'm 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 a big old Rage guy. Like ninety three ish. Um, their first album is. To me, it's the it's the best album that they've ever done. Um, sure. You know, it's just the the stuff that they were singing about. You could you could almost put that into today's world economics or the way the world is now. It's sure. it's, it's it's it resonates today for I mean, if you wanted to or not. Honestly, I don't give a shit if you do or not. But that's just how it resonates to me. Right. Um, sure. Another one is a tribe called Quest. Love a tribe called Quest. Sure. I mean, good. Just I know they are old school New York. Just that New York rap. New York rap. Just that 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 sound. And this Smooth that one is and easy. Yeah, that one's the right a, way to do it. Yep. Uh, uh, award tour. That's the the one sure. for me. And then uh, three eleven champagne. That was the album I bought the first day I had my first kiss in high school. Which I didn't have my first kiss until I was a senior in high school because I was not. I was not a ladies' man growing up, as you uh, as you might be surprised. I am surprised. I, <laughs> but I that, am surprised. But that but that song there was oh, like yeah. yeah that that one there was what I remember I remember listening to it after after that in high school. Sure. And then uh, my last my my number ten is a band called uh, Revolution. Um, it's uh, kind of a reggae ish. They're from you know Orange County, but it's called Santa Barbara. It's just one of those like you just smoking away, yeah. maybe a cigar. You're just kind of bobbing your head, kind of thing, and it's just smooth a, and easy. Smooth and easy, yeah. It's so nice. so good. Nice. So, um, get back into my list a little bit. Uh, my my list is going to take. Uh, uh, it's going to continue on the same line, but it's going to take a little bit of a twist. Um, I'm going to go in eleven with Brandy Carlisle. I know she's become probably a little more aware for everybody else. She was won a couple of Grammys recently. Um, I'm a, 
I could pick about 15 of her songs. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan, have been for a while. Um, I'm going to pick the story um, because uh, it's the one that resonates with me. She's got a great song about uh, it's That Wasn't Me, about drug addiction. She's got a bunch of things, a great story. She's a great uh, songwriter. Um, uh, but uh, the story, which is a song about uh, how your partner completes you basically um you know the reason i live my life is because you i have stories to tell you to yeah to tell to you and so um if you have not heard brandy carlisle she is first of all she's got one of the amazing voices one of my favorite things to do on youtube is to watch brandy carlisle sing uh elton john songs yeah because <laughs> elton john uh I, I, you may or may not like elton john which is fine you're, you're, you can be wrong, <laughs> um, but those songs are hard to sing. Yeah. I mean, those are. I mean, he's a he's a very talented guy, and when she sings them, you think, "Wow, well, you're you're really darn good." So, yeah. um, next song is a, a young lady from your neck of the woods, um, uh, and a young lady um, who is who's recently caught my eye yep. for many reasons. Yeah. Um, Samantha Fish, yeah. and she's a blues guitar player. I'm sort of a new school mm-hmm. uh, blues player, but uh, the song that I love of hers, I enjoy her music altogether, and she's a gifted guitar player. Yeah. Um, is an old school blues song about a guy killing a, his girlfriend because she's too uppity, which is not politically correct, and I understand <laughs> that. Um, Crow Jane, but Samantha Fish, yeah. uh, Crow Jane, um, because the guitar work yeah. is, and her voice in there is spectacular. The guitar, her, her ability. She can shred it. She can shred it. I mean, and like you said, you know, she's from KC, but she also, she plays a cigar box guitar. She does on that song. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, she plays in Little Rock quite often. She, she plays here a lot, but it's funny because you, when you, if you see her at the, at the venue, you wouldn't think that she's about to go out there and just like kill it up there. She she wears like the, the, the the tight, tight ripped jeans, high heel stilettos, kind of like a crop top. Yeah. And then she just gets and straps the guitar on. hair and, and makeup. And then she just shreds mm-hmm. and she's awesome. Yeah. And I, I, um, she does play the cigar, uh, box guitar yeah. on Crow Jane. Yeah. Um, and she's got an old one that looks like it's pretty beat up on yeah. that song. Yeah. Um, and she just shreds it. Yeah. Um, the next one, um, is actually Elton John, Mona Lisa and Mad Hatters. There's three or four songs I could choose. Um, his poppy stuff is fine. Yeah. Um, I love the Elton John, Bernie Taupin story about that he would write lyrics, Bernie would, and send them to Elton John, and Elton would craft them into these beautiful songs. Um, but I love the complicated songs that he writes, that he wrote together. Um, uh, and that song in particular strikes me as just one of the great songs ever yeah. written. And I, I love that one. Um, and then number 14 is Zach Brown, Colder Weather. I could have chosen a ton of Zach Brown. You asked, is it the chicken song? <laughs> uh, knowing just enough, and then it wasn't even a Zach Brown song yeah. you were referencing. Um, um, but uh, Colder Weather is one of those songs that touches me about a guy who can't stay with the woman he loves because he, he needs to ramble, right? And it's just Zach Brown has an amazing band, and that song is, is great. Um, number 15 is a guy who died of uh, alcohol poisoning fairly young in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Whitley, When You Say Nothing At All, um, one of the great uh, love country songs of all times. So I'm sure you've heard it a million times, Aaron. Um, but he has the um, sort of classic country song, and that uh, When You Say Nothing At All, uh, 
another I'm a 90s country guy I didn't choose a bunch of 90s country um, <laughs> uh, but I love this this I almost said stupid song but I'm gonna say this stupid song yeah um, Chris Cagle who is a 90s bro country guy <laughs> but he has this Cagle as in like C-A-G-L-E um what kind of gong? Well, Kegel, I guess. Which is, um, which is, it's not not that kind of, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is uh, a song about he's trying to figure out his woman left him and yeah. what kind of gone is she? Is she gone for the day? Gone for the week? Gone for the, or gone for the rest of my dog? And it's just a catchy song. Um, so I'm, uh, uh, so I, I love that. That's sort of like a guilty pleasure of mine. He, he's got about five or ten songs that I just like because every time I come on, I sing along. Um, but but he's a guy from the '90s. Um, I'm a big blues jazz, a uh, uh, woman blues person, and I could have picked probably a ten blues people, uh, women, because I like them. Yeah. But I'm gonna pick the original to me. Mm-hmm. That's Janis Joplin, "Piece of My Heart." Um, I heard the other day Mercedes Benz, which is one of the quirkiest, funniest songs. I just love her voice, loved her vibe. Peace of My Heart is one of the great songs of all time. Janis Joplin is, to me, that cool blues vibe that we lose sometimes. Then we come back to, but Janis Joplin obviously died too young, and we probably would have got some more, a ton of more amazing tunes. Was she 25? She was, yeah, probably. I think she was a little older than that. Uh, I know her and... Like Hendrix died at the same age. So it was either 25, 27. Yeah, 25, like 27. Uh, the, the, number 18 is Jason Aldean, Any Old Barstool. And uh, Any Old Barstool, uh, I, I like Jason Aldean. Could choose Amarillo Sky. Could have chosen a bunch of I like him. I know some country people don't. Yeah. I, I don't care. Um, it's my list. Yeah. Um, it was a song that was on when the shooting started. So it's another tie for me. But. Um, uh, I like that song. Um, like I said, could have choose any old Barstool or or, or, or em- Emerald Sky or, or The Truth or any of those, but he's one of my guys. Um, chose a song that Steve and I both really love is my 19th song, which is Chris Stapleton, who I saw in concert and wasn't... Pr- um, the people are going to be disappointed when I say that. wasn't particularly impressed with. He just sat, stood on the stage and sang, beautiful yeah. voice, but... Was it 26? A uh, song about um, how the hell did I get to be 27? <laughs> yeah. Um, and trying to piece together uh, what happened when he was 25 or 26. And it's just the lyrics are tight. It's a great song. And then finally, I think one of the great songs of all time, certainly one of the great country songs of all time, um, talking about a guy, a, an older gentleman looking back at his life and pictures is uh, Jamie Johnson in color and said uh, it's just one of the great songs of all time uh, you should have seen it in color yeah, right? yeah. And it, Jamie is one of my guys I love his voice his ability to put you there in that moment in yeah. with his lyrics is amazing so that's my 20 so one thing I've noticed like you just said like in color which I can know what that song's about it's about an older guy talking about the war with World War II or something yeah, like that talking grew about up a through a great depression yeah. that went what's World War II with my buddy yeah. and we had, he had my back in World War II yeah so one thing I've noticed on your list is you have only two bands on there yeah everything else is you know artists singer songwriter yeah so you have a lot, a lot of storytellers yeah on yours which is the exact opposite of what my yeah. list consists of but that's what makes this whole you know music is so there is no 
perfect band out there or the best band out there. It's all subjective. And because I, I'm going to already assume that 80% of the people who listen to us probably don't know half the bands or songs that I sure, in, maybe. like and enjoy. And it might be the same for you, but that's you, you can tell that you like that the deeper singer songwriter, you know, the, the songs that tell a story yeah. that that's where you gravitate towards. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, there, the funny part is, there's about four songs that'll come on and mm-hmm. I'll tear up. Yeah. On yeah. this list. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, I'm a singer songwriter guy. I'm unapologetically even though there's some rock songs on here and I love the guitar players, mm-hmm. but I'm a singer songwriter. I think a lot of my songs are just they're kinda goofy, they don't have really meanings, it's just songs. It might be mm-hmm. where the lyrics you don't even understand it, but it's the, the musical inclined greatness that stands out on me. Yeah. So while we're doing that, let me talk about my last uh my last ten. Yeah. Um so it's gonna be um now the the name of the group is called Bill Murray, but it's not spelled different. But it's spelled different. So it's, they didn't get sued. Yeah. Um but it's called Thick Thickly. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> because the main guy used to be in a band, and their big song was called "Sick Sickly." So now this is kind of like a jab at his previous band. What it used to be, yeah. And it's wow. it, it's it's I That's call so this meta. <laughs> well, and I call so this group I call it um, Mo calls it shoegaze music, um, where you just kind of like it's on. It's it's not hard. It's not soft. You just kind of like. You're staring at your shoes. You get lost in your in your thoughts. You're deep, and that's that's the shoegaze uh, uh, style on that one. Wow, yeah. shoegaze, shoegaze, music. shoegaze. Yeah, it's it's really good. I understand most term. I'm uh, so we call that background noise. Yeah, I mean, okay. same. You just you know, it's it, it's on, it's on, but you're just kind of you're lost in your thought. Sure, and that's what a lot of his his songs and albums are like. Uh, the next one is. Dance Gavin Dance. Got to have one on there. Yes. Uh, Betrayed by the Game. Um, it, it's, it, it could go one of two ways. It's either based off like relationship-wise or like record label-wise. You're, sure. you're, you're betrayed by right. something. Sure. Um, next one is going to be uh, The Deer Hunter. Um, it's a, is that the band or the song? Yeah, uh, that's the band. The band, the, the song is the moon dash awake. So this album, it's a concept album. It's a giant story. Um, I have it on, I have it on record. It's four. No, it's two records. It's, okay. So it's four sides. It's a double album. It's a double album. It is from beginning to end. It tells a huge giant story. This one is just, it's my favorite song on the, on the album. It's, What's the story? Um, it's, it's a wizard who goes to school. It, so it's kind of like it, it. There's a part in it where a guy is playing poker with the devil. Um, it, it has tendencies of kind of like Devil Went Down to Georgia, but okay. then it's just it's such nice. a great album just to listen to cool. beginning to end. Um, every song is kind of a little bit different. Some is, you know, you're fast. Some is slow. There's even one that kind of has like a carnival kind of tune. It's oh, it's cool. really interesting. I okay. will say I do pass over that album or that that song when it comes on just because the carnival song. Yeah, just it just it, fit. yeah for me. Okay. Uh, next one is Outcast, um, but not like Hey Y'all or hey. whatever. But this one is off one of their first albums. Uh, it's called uh, Spotty Odie Dopalicious. 
it's so jazz inclined yeah um it's like a nine minute song it's wow. it's half jazz it's kind of like the one that got me into lo-fi a lot okay um another one is called cinevar 1100 days again these are songs that just i like the tune i like the melody cool. lyrics or you know it is what it is um so you're more of a music guy i'm more of a music of a guy. guy honestly like a lot of the bands that i like they've started producing just the music just the uh yeah uh, just the just the music albums and i'm i'm i like just as much just because the the musical tendencies the musical quality sure. that they can produce is just it's really good uh the next one is pearl jam dissident nice. the when i think of like a good 90s grunge. rock band grunge pearl jam is up there and dissident is arguably the 90s riff that stands out the most to me really are you a grunge guy i'm a grunge guy yeah but yeah. I, not so much like Nirvana, but uh, okay. uh, Pearl Jam. Uh, that's when I, that's when I tuned out rock. So I mean, I'm not a grunge guy at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it. I can appreciate. I mean, it. like a, 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 a Soundgarden. I love uh, Soundgarden. You know that that '90s stuff. I mean, I like I liked I liked Soundgarden. I wasn't huge into them, but I could appreciate that. I can appreciate it, but I just wasn't a fan of any of those bands. Right. Yeah, it's it. That's when I kind of '90s is when I I left what my parents were listening to all the time, and I kind of got my own voice on was what Lincoln I wanted. Was Lincoln Park in them part of that, or they were the next wave? They're right? the, like the new the new metal. That was right. like early 2000s. That's when I got back into it because I liked Lincoln Park. Yeah, I it, I liked them because they fit. You know, I I don't listen to you them. Had to. Yeah, but it, it was yeah. always on kind of thing. But yeah. the '90s is whenever I could get my first. I got to choose what I wanted to listen to kind of thing. Sure. I wasn't just bound by what my parents were listening to because I mean, I, I liked what they had because I listened to a lot of jazz, but then a lot of the stuff I just, sure. it, was, it was a lot of gospel and a lot sure. of, so like I just, I, I'm, I was 10. I don't want to be a, a 10 year old listening to gospel and jamming to gospel. That was just me. I love gospel music. <laughs> well, that's fine. I don't. Um, next one is called Shrezzers. It's the band, the song is called noodles and it just came out like two weeks ago. I just, it's it's cool. How can you know if you like a band enough to no, know? No, so I, the band's been around for a while, oh, okay. but this is just their newest song, you and it's noodles? my f- noodles. Yeah, it's about don't know noodles. Yeah, don't okay. know. Okay, it's, fair enough. It's a it's a it's a it's a post hardcore band again. Okay. again, but they have a saxophone player. That's why I like it so much. I think we found out who could start naming cigars. Probably post hardcore bands. <laughs> yeah, but anytime you throw a, a, a saxophone player into yeah. a, somewhere where he doesn't belong, right? It, it. I don't know. I love it. Outside it works. The box. Yeah, it's. Uh, it works for me. Cool. Uh, next one is Nate Dog. Just old school G funk. Uh, so fly. I mean, that's just like. So, we've talked a little bit about rap and and the new stuff. To be honest with you, it's uh-huh. um, and I'm not really an Eminem guy, although whatever, um, and nothing to do with the controversy about the shooting, but it's just. Um, that's the kind of rap I want it to be. It doesn't need to be like a, we're not in a hurry to get places. Yeah. Let's just yeah, tell no, a story. I, I love the old school, just the, 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 the G funk, that West mm. coast kind of stuff. The same, mm. th- same thing with like the New York, uh, you know, a, a tribe called quest. Yeah, it, it had, it was, it was, it was back when lyricist, you know, had a, yeah. had a, a song to sing, yeah. a song to get out. It, it told the story. Yep. 
Next one is uh, Aesop Rock, not to be confused with Aesop Rocky. Aesop Rock is a underground white dude you didn't have from to worry about me getting confused from Brooklyn. Yeah, but but it's crazy because I the, I have a six degrees of separation by him. The song is Mystery Fish. Okay. Um, the tattooer that I worked with, he was actually roommates with him up in Brooklyn. Oh, cool. Just a it's a, just a good like that's I like not six degrees. That's like one degree. One I guess. degree, yeah. right? And Just, then, <laughs> I wanted you to know how that game worked. <laughs> and then my final one is uh, Bayside from their Bayside album, Devotion and Desire. It's my favorite yeah. song by them. Yeah. Cool. It's, uh, I noticed you didn't repeat any artist. I didn't either. I, I could have chosen on mine yeah. 10 Eric Church songs. Yeah. I, had a, I had two or three. I debated throwing uh, a couple on there that are really important to me. Mistress mm-hmm. Name Music is really important to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could have put, you know. She Loves Me Like Jesus Does. Yeah, I, I could have put just the, the Bayside album and yeah. Instant Gratification and, and call it done. But, that, but that, that's cheating. So, yeah. you know, you got to pick some artists, yeah. right? You yeah. know, walk around. That's a, it's an interesting list. I knew uh, three or four of those artists and, and obviously you probably knew three or four of mine. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. And, and music is one of those. I, one of the things that I always challenge people to, and, and we, we have this conversation up here, even with people who share uh, love of the same music. Tell me somebody I don't know. Yeah. Tell me somebody, you know, yeah. like, I was listening uh, to uh, to a YouTube video and, and he he said Gabe Lee, which is a, a, a guy from Nashville, and mm-hmm. I had never heard of him. And so now I'm on Gabe Lee. Yeah. I didn't throw one on the top twenty because I just found out of him about two yeah. weeks ago. Um, but uh, you know, I'm just grooving on that. Yeah. So if there's somebody who wasn't on my list that you think I might leave, or somebody on Aaron's list that yeah. wasn't on Aaron's list that you might think you enjoy. Love hearing that. Yeah. There's people, uh, especially in the all country region, that um, I'm. I've got. I have people who will like email me and say, "Have you heard about whatever?" And I'll email them back, "Have you heard about whatever?" Um, love to hear that. Yeah. Um, don't email me, look, Brian. I have Luke Brian on my list already. <laughs> um, um, but um, but I love finding new music. One of my favorite things to do, and I've described this. One of the artists that didn't make my list, but who I enjoy very much, is ZZ Ward. And when I first moved to Little Rock, I was sitting at the hotel and was smoking a cigar on the patio and was just putzing around on YouTube. And then suddenly she popped up and I went, dig this lady's voice. And was like, and then suddenly we're in Vegas watching her at the the Hard Rock, right? And so uh, I love finding new artists. That's why I like Spotify so much because I... I buy albums of the bands that are my favorite ones. Like uh, I buy the hard copies of Bayside. I buy the hard copies of Between the Buried and Me. I buy the hard copies of Dance Gavin Dance. Sure. You know, but you know, music has switched to a digital platform. Sure. So I have to, I have to support those artists in another way. I love band T-shirts, so that's kind of how I sure. support merch. the band. That way is buying merch. You know, whenever I go to a concert, um, I'll. More times than not, the concerts I'm going to, it's smaller venues. It's like at Vino's or Old Juanita's or whatever, you know, can fit a couple hundred people. Right. It's bands that show up in an old piece of shit van and they're selling $20 shirts. I'm bu- I'm going to buy a shirt from every band that was there. Right. Just, you know, that 20 bucks will get them a lot further than me listening to their album on Spotify, you know, a hundred times. Right. So I'll, and, and plus I get something else out of it and, you know, I, I, I like supporting them that way. But, uh, yeah, the, the, just the way the music is now with Spotify, I'm able to listen to the radio and they, and they just start, you know, 
playing if i listen to one album and it's over then they just start playing that radio of that band and i i've learned of so many new bands that i've never would have thought of and you know it's yep. when i have to if i'm my hands are full or whatever you i can't i have to like like screenshot the <laughs> the phone to see what it is and then 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 go back go to back. listen to it again and yep but yeah it's, it's uh, pretty cool we we have such an abundance of music out there now it's yeah. just uh, it, even it's though that there's a lot of label uh, control still mm-hmm. of a lot of that yeah. um, in some ways there's there's more democracy in music it's there's still a lot of label control yeah. and i don't want to misrepresent that you're <clears throat> suddenly yeah. in in free market because it's not it's a very controlled market yeah. which is why we get a lot of garbage on the main radio um but uh but we get, uh, we do get, you have, there's a bunch of artists you can get access to that you, in the past, you yeah. had no chance of finding. And a lot of her self-publishing now, just yeah. straight through YouTube or SoundCloud or right. MySpace is around that mainly just is a music source uh, nowadays. Um, you know, most of the stuff I listen to, it's going to be of the smaller independent record yeah. labels. It's not going to be, you know, uh, yeah. Sony Records or it's not going to be. Sure. BMG. Yeah. BM, whatever it is. Yeah, it's not going to be one of the bigger ones. It's. 90% of the stuff I listen to is, is on the smaller market. Yeah, there's a guy, uh, country, old country guy, um, Zach Bryant, who mm-hmm. just uh, was recording YouTube videos, got one of the most soulful uh, voices you've ever heard in country music. Writes songs about really dark subjects. Yeah. But he was just doing YouTube stuff, and now suddenly he's, like, blowing up and, like, getting uh, you know getting a chance to to record songs and those sort of things um there are chances and that's a great thing yeah so this is a kind of a fly we kind of talked a little bit about it but is there a certain song that mentions or references cigars that's your favorite i don't have a cigar song because i um i don't know that i uh, have a a cigar song i have a smoke song okay um which is smoke a little smoke uh, from eric church now i'm fairly certain because i've seen him in concert that he's referring <laughs> to something that is legal in illinois but not legal in arkansas well medicinally uh, it is it's medicinally legal <laughs> um but i when he sings that i think of cigars how so about you mine is boston uh rock and roll band uh, whenever he says you know pulled up in cadillac smoking a big cigar mm-hmm. i mean that guitar riff mm-hmm. it's it's one of the best air guitar albums out there there's that there's heart with barracuda i mean that 70s era of just air guitar boston is every every song on that album is it's it was uh, boston was underappreciated yeah yeah Um, especially with them not in the rock and roll hall of fame but not the hall of fame is why you get into the rock and roll no but it's pretty sure it's it's uh for other reasons but yeah but boston yeah it's uh that's, a, that's up there for mine. Sure. Well, you want to touch on these cigars before we get to the news? Sure. So we, uh, you just took your band off. I'm about to take mine off. Yep. Um, smooth, consistent the whole way through. Yeah. I mean, just uh, that Connecticut Broadleaf. You know, yep. I, I think we've both switched to where the Mexican San Andreas Maduro-wise is probably becoming our favorite. Yep. But, you know, the classics. You can't go wrong with the Connecticut Broadleaf. Yep. I mean, these are just tried and true. You get a lot yep. of that cocoa. Uh, cocoa from it and but it's uh especially when you have that the rat uh, the binder yeah. as your the, as a connecticut broadleaf too it's yeah you're just, not this is not going to change a lot no because you have the primary the wrapper mm-hmm. and the binder um and still getting those same notes it hasn't changed much mm-hmm. but it's been consistent it's been it's it's burned very beautifully mm-hmm. it burned the bend out which is nice <laughs> um and it's it's really been cocoa and, and cream the whole way 
Yeah, uh, same thing. You know, the 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 woodiness that I had in that first little section, it's pretty much gone now. Um, you know, through the second, third, you just get, I got like a tinge of spice, but then it's pretty much nothing. And in this third now, it's all back to that cream yep. and that richness and then with that cocoa. Yeah, it's it's uh, really, really nice. It's nice. Yeah. I don't smoke a ton of these um, for the very reason that this is, um, although this one hasn't blown up on me, I've mm-hmm. had so many issues. It's, I just always... I'm a little hesitant to lay down money for a scar I've had bad issues yeah. with. Um, but this is really consistent. I would go with the um, probably the Avo Classic over the Classic Maduro over mm-hmm. this. I'd, there's other Classic Maduros I'd go over yeah. with this. Yeah. This is a nice cigar. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't smoke the Churchill. I like the Robusto size. So maybe um, I, I would have better luck with that one? I think you would, yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just think there's other ones I would smoke instead. But um, this is a really nice cigar. They, I mean... It's, it's it's just nice. Yeah, I mean, just the, the retro hail on it is nice. You get that really richness yeah. off that retro. Um, you know, the the ash, it's uh, it's a fairly nice white ash, and the, yeah. the, the burn on it. It's been consistent the whole time. I had to relight it one time just because I just stopped talking for, you know, 10 minutes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've had no issues, uh, yeah. um, you know, quality wise, I, I might've cut a little bit too much on the cap. It did start to unravel, but nothing a little just like sure. spit, just kind of lay it back yeah. down. Well, uh, yeah. won't fix, but uh, other than yeah. that, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good, good stick. Um, news wise, what do we got to news wise? So, so there, um, I think we're going to cover the house bill, which passed, yep. which is unlikely to get through the Senate and, and onto president Trump's desk. Um, and unlikely to get signed if it does. Um, that would be uh, Mitch uh, has pretty tight control over the Senate. That's not a political commentary. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and I think it's unlikely to get passed there. But there was a House, house bill, and I don't know the number. I think it was 1597. Uh, let me see. I'm pulling up the, the article. Again, this is a good write-up on Half Wheel, yeah. uh, which if you're not looking but, at Half Wheel, you're doing yourself an injustice. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's HR 2339. So not that at all. The revising, the, re, the reversing the Youth Tobacco Ec- Epidemic Act of 2019. And there were several, <laughs> key parts, several key parts to this legislation. The first is... It would eventually, after two years, it would ban internet sales. Yeah, so these are the uh, the H, I'm going to just read straight from the article. So the HR 2339 includes a host of changes to the law, most notably, one, ban online sales of some cigars and e-cigarettes two years after the bill is passed. Which would kill online sales. Yeah, uh, non-face-to-face sales of tobacco or vaping products would be banned. An exemption has been added for some cigars, though smaller and flavored cigars will not be included in the exemption. Furthermore, the exemption isn't guaranteed to be permanent. Right. Uh, the second one is ban flavored tobacco products. Um, plain and simple. Bam. Um, increase user fees. The bill would add that an additional $100 million annually to FDA Center for Tobacco Products budget paid for by the user's fees. Um, yeah. You know, coming out of the... More taxes. Yep. Um, e-cigarette vaping products would be charged user fees. So it wouldn't necessarily be those taxes, those, those additional $100 million of taxes would necessarily come out of cigars, but it also gives the FDA more control of how those, mm-hmm. both those taxes are allocated and where those tax, where the tax money is spent. Yep. Uh, graphic warning labels for cigarettes. So you're going to see more of like what you see down in Australia and other worlds. You're going to see the like gross. the mouth with cancer. You're going to see the, yeah. the black lungs. Yeah. Um, but uh, as of right now, it would be just for the cigarettes and not cigars. 
um, ban cigar companies from producing most Check. swag. So that would uh, it would basically kill events. Yeah, yeah. Events it would, sounds like that was the intent to kill events. Yeah. So so banning cigar companies from producing most swag, sponsoring events, and other marketing restrictions. Um, yeah. It would be yeah because we give away shirts, hats, lighters. Uh, ashtrays, humidors. Uh, kill, it would kill to some degree the magazine business because I'm sure some of the advertisement would reach uh-huh. out to that and would kill some of that maybe. Yep. Could could have an impact there. So um, There was one positive note in the bill, though. There was an exemption in some of the regulations, not so, all. Yeah, so finally the H- HR 2339 would create a provision where large traditional cigars that the cost of at least $12 would be exempt from substantial equivalence. So it means you don't have to get it tested by the FDA. Right. The only issue that they're coming across is that for a cigar that might cost uh, $8 in Miami because they don't have the sales tax in it, as opposed How to, do you judge 12? yeah, as opposed to somewhere in Arkansas where your sales tax is in the high twenties. Right. So that $8 there is going to be uh, $12. I mean, whatever here, the, the, the numbers don't line up playing some of it. it right. It's either you can't put I, a number on it. You have to put a brand on it. And the, in the write up I saw, um, I don't know if it was half wheel or somewhere else commented that that was very, that would be very likely to be struck down as not legal because there mm-hmm. was not clear rules on it and couldn't be yeah. equally enforced. Yeah. Um, and so that part probably wouldn't carry through. Yeah. So we probably, even though it's good, and and actually J.C. Newman's attorney commented on, it was good for them to see them to finally recognize that premium so, cigars yeah. are. It's its own entity. Its own entity. Um, there was obviously a great deal of uh, credit taking on the uh, House side mm-hmm. for this, um, you know, legislation. Um, you know, obviously the House is, is uh, Democratic-controlled in this, and it's Republican-controlled. And it, it's very most bills don't even get read at this point yeah. on, the, on the Senate side unless there's some collaboration. It sounded like there wasn't on this one. So it seemed unlikely that it would pass through. But um, this would be devastating legislation for yeah. especially the Internet retailer. Yep. It would be devastating legislation for certain manufacturers with the, with the, with the flavored cigars. Yeah. Um, this would be bad, 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 bad. Um, and, um, and this is the kind of reasons that we need to support CRA and those other, other, uh, organizations. Yeah. CRA, PCA. Yeah. But like you're talking about the, you know, the internet, internet sales, you know, when you think of internet, you think of Thompson, you think of CI stuff like that. You know, I, I buy stuff from, um, Scallywag out in Arizona. Yeah, because you know they're they're a big they have yeah. a bunch of black label. I love black label. You, you we can't get that in Arkansas. No face to face. Anthony's in Arizona, huge selection of Yahe. Love Yahe. So I I like buying from them because they're a brick and mortar shop that sells stuff online. I wouldn't be able to do that anymore yeah. because I'm not face to face with them. That that sucks. You know, people buy stuff from us and we ship it off if they're out of state or you know they're a local that had to move away. You know, all that goes away, but it's more than just Thompson. It's more than just CI. It's more than just, uh, you know, cigar.com. It's this, it's going to be the small mom and pop shops that have a, a, a following in other States that are going to be affected as well. Well, and, and the shrinking of the market, understand that what letting go of the internet sales would be, would be a, uh, I thought Jared's, which I realize that'll come out, but you guys mm-hmm. need to listen to the Jared show because Jared does yeah. um, uh, does a remarkable job of explaining a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, 
that that wouldn't be good even i mean whether you like internet sales or not yeah. um, that's a shrinking of the market that's going to have an impact on a lot of those manufacturers businesses um in a way that is going to impact their ability to stay in business so yeah. Yeah. um you know some of those this is where i remind you that there's not a cigar sh- shop in every community mm-hmm. and this isn't like now suddenly everybody's going to go to their local bnm because a lot of these people don't you know that shop on the internet some of these people do not have bnm so um this is bad legislation this is yeah. the the kind of bad juju that we don't want to have yeah. considered and you know one of the things that we need to you know the, the vaping thing and all that stuff you know this is um, this is why we need the, the exemption is an important note at this point, mm, but yeah. it is a important note in a really bad piece of legislation. Yeah. And so we need to be clear on this can't pass. Right. Yeah. Even though it does do, do some predicate stuff and does take care of some of that um, in a way that we like, uh, this can't pass. Yeah. It seems like, you know, when we decide we were going to do finished, you know, shows with news, seems like everything, every news-wise, has just been been, been bad, been shitty rough. stuff. I mean, there's yeah. there's very little good news out there, but honestly, it kind of reflects on, like, your local news. And, you know, they always, it's mainly, you know, 80% shit, and you don't want don't yeah. to hear and bad stuff. But that seems to be, sure. you know, hopefully it'll turn to a, you know, get to a point where we can say, hey, this is all good stuff for a while. Sure. But uh, as of right now, it's still shit. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a tough, tougher in yep. news-wise. But, you know, PCA is coming up in the next couple of months. It's going to be July, so three months or so from now, three four months. Um, you know, maybe by then we'll have some better news, better outlook on what actually Hopefully. is going to be, you know, entailed with everything. Uh, but until then, it's, you know, keep track of uh, online stuff like Half Wheel or, uh, you know, other outlets where you get, you sure. know, good cigar media news. Sure. Um, keep pressing your local legislation uh sure. you know keep writing letters keep up with cra pca uh whichever sure. around out there sure so i was thinking rather than finishing with our normal million dollars but because you don't use as you see i didn't pull a card tonight i, know. I was wondering if we wanted to have patty grab that no so I'm, i wanted to finish kind of with a little bit something else okay you this is going to be a give one up Okay. You had to choose between cigars or music. What's gone? Cigars. I'm the same. Yeah, cigars will be gone. Music is just too important to me. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I, I, I can't go without it. Like, I would, it'd be, yeah, just it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, no, and uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't miss it horribly, but. Oh, no, it'd suck. It would suck, but, but uh, yeah, mu- I I I don't have a cigar in my mouth all day long, unfortunately, because I the, the profession that we both chose, we can't do that. But I do have the opportunity to have music in my head all day long. Yeah. So I I I can't I can't I won't give that up. So. Yeah, me either. But, so uh, that's a question for the group. Yeah, yeah. I so, wanted to let, let everybody else know, like, what would you? I mean, some people don't like music. I've never understood that answer. Like, oh, what kind of music? Like, I don't like music. What kind of asshole doesn't like music? I mean, well, we just, all have different priorities. I, I mean, I know, but like, so whatever you choose, because like you would be asking Tim, uh, books, books, then, right, or whatever, movies, or right, whatever, movies or yeah. whatever your big passion is. Yeah, your would biggest you, passion next to cigars. What's right. gone? 
And don't tell me it's cigars. Yeah. That's that's a cheat answer. <laughs> that's like my moving into the forest answer. Yeah, cigar. I my yeah. I have to give up cigars and or cigars. Yes. So, yeah, I'm 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 going to I'm going to go cigars. Like you, it would be gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. If if that if somebody came up to me tomorrow and said you have to give up one or the other, I guess I'd be getting rid of you know my big collection. So yes, <laughs> somebody would somebody would be uh, gaining. Somebody would. Yep. But uh, yeah, so now you got a little peek into what our musical tastes are, which sure. a lot of people already knew pretty yep. much. But now we kind of put a definitive like these are the bands that we listen to. This yep. is what we listen to a lot. Not so much that these are our favorite songs and favorite bands, but this is what we like listening to while we're smoking, smoking cigars. Yep. yep. So uh, I'll make the uh, I'll make a, a playlist and it'll be out there for cool. everybody to look forward to listening. What to I'll do is I'll do like one of yours, one of mine, one of yours, one of mine. So it'll be. Back and forth, back and Spread forth out. the whole time, cool. and uh, so a lot of people can skip around and sure. you know tell us how either good or horrible our uh, yeah. our taste is. Yep. So, well, until uh, until next week, be the good. Later.